We made it to the end of the week. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels, and in no particular order, I will be talking about current events and politics. First and foremost, does everybody remember Diddy? That's right, Puff Daddy. The first thing you've got to consider is why he's calling himself Diddy. Does he like to diddle people? It turns out that possibly yes, particularly young Mr. Bieber, where Diddy had under his authority Mr. Bieber for quite some time when he was just becoming a new artist. A lot of people suggested that a lot of nefarious things occurred during that brief interaction, but now we have Diddy being accused of essentially violence and abuse by a woman. Years in silence and darkness I sat in, and finally I'm ready to tell my story and to speak up on behalf of myself and for the benefit of other women who face violence and abuse in their relationship. The representative of Diddy denied the claims, of course, writing that the lawsuit was riddled with baseless and outrageous lies and came after Ventura demanded $30 million. So another story of sexual deviancy from individuals that are typically aligned to the left. And that doesn't stop there. The National Pulse also reported that the leftist news group's editor, guess what, from the recount, Slade Somer, was charged for the possession and distribution of child pornography, according to Massachusetts authorities. And the brief interlude here, the 44-year-old reportedly disseminated hundreds of children and their pornographic images and videos, and that was according to the Berkshire Eagle. And Somer, who also worked as a camp counselor for a New York City-based nonprofit, oh, of course, was arrested at his residence. The former editor pleaded not guilty. Oh, you don't say. The recount is a far-left site founded by the circus's John Heilman, yeah, that doesn't sound odd, does it? Who hired Somer as editor-in-chief. While Somer's LinkedIn page still lists him as editor-in-chief, the recount said, uh-uh, that's not true. So there you go. You've got another leftist who, oh, of course he does. He's in pictures all over the place with rainbows all over himself, but claiming to be an advocate for youth and helping children navigate their sexual proclivities through adulthood. Yeah, of course he's one of those people. And wouldn't you know it, there's child pornography all over the place, and he's eyeball deep in it. Gosh, what were the odds of that occurring? We need more mean tweets. We need to start calling these people out more and more often. And thankfully, this is a, a, another thing I'm thankful for. A New York City judge has removed Judge Arthur Engeron's censorship on Donald Trump. That's right. The gag order is now removed. And this comes from Judge David Friedman in ruling at an emergency hearing said that Engeron, you remember him, he's the one that has all of his family members having front row seats in court Whenever Trump shows up, he's the one with the wife that Laura Loomer revealed was saying awful things about Trump and hoping he was hanged and all the rest of that nonsense. And we're supposed to believe that this judge is unbiased. And then you look into the background of the clerk and so on and so forth. So Judge David Friedman said, this is enough. This is crazy. 
Where is Engeron's authority to police Trump's speech outside of the courtroom, such as his frequent gripes about the case on social media and in front of TV cameras? Friedman said that while it's true that judges often gag, issue gag orders, they're mostly used in criminal cases when there's a fear that comments about the case could influence the jury. Guess what? There's no effing jury. Trump lawyer Christopher Keis said that Friedman ruled that the appellate judge made the right decision and allowed Trump to take full advantage of his constitutional First Amendment rights. Right there, you should understand what Trump is dealing with and what these rogue Democrats who are taking the law into their own hands and literally rewriting it on the fly to suit their own deranged agenda, what he is up against. These people need to be stopped. We need to be holding those crooks accountable for what they're doing. They're bastardizing the law. They're screwing over American citizens because guess what? Whether you like it or not, Trump is, in fact, an American citizen, a private citizen, even though he was president. He's no longer president. He's no longer holding public office. So you can't have these judges who have an ideological axe to grind for no other reason that they've been propagandized, uh, no other reason officially we can probably figure out why they're acting the way they do behind closed doors, why we need to hold these people accountable and start bringing back the rule of law. We need to start clawing back what we've lost to these rogue bureaucrats and judges and politicians who think they can do whatever they want and not be held accountable. It's up to us to hold them accountable. Think about the COVID mandates and what we went through with that. These people were not going to let up on the tyranny until we started to go after them and say, enough is enough. You people are full of crap, and here's why you're full of crap, and we're going to start suing you. And once all of that started, these people couldn't back up their claims about the mandates and everything else. So same concept here with the Department of Justice and these other politicians and these judges. And if you think for a second that it's only with Trump and only with COVID mandates, guess what? The CDC is still being run by a bunch of industry hacks, big pharma stooges, and they're as stupid as they ever were. And from the Epic Times, CDC announces expansion of airport surveillance. Since when? Since when is the CDC monitoring airports? Well, apparently everybody is still upset about SARS-CoV-2 because we don't know what's going to happen. The private firm Ginkgo Bioworks said that it's expanding its works with the CDC's traveler-based genomic surveillance program to test more than 30 additional priority pathogens in addition to SARS-CoV-2, which is still a danger. So what does this mean? They're going to voluntary they're going to voluntarily ask you to volunteer if you would go through a nasal test. And if you don't do that, then they're going to start testing wastewater. That's how this all works. So can you imagine you're going through the airport uh, and you're going through all of the stupid, probably unconstitutional security checks, by the way, and now they want you to take a nasal swab test 
do we think that this is something that we should be going along with? No, it's not. It's not something that we should support. It's not something that we should ever, ever consider. Just like, in hindsight, we should have never considered the Patriot Act to be constitutional in any way possible. So the expansion of the traveler-based genomic surveillance program to flu... RSV and other pathogens is essential as we head into the fall respiratory season. The TGS program, which began during the COVID-19 pandemic, acted as an early warning system. And the Traveler program was introduced in the midst to detect COVID-19 variants and other pathogens via naval, naval, <laughs> they're going to swab your belly button, nasal swab and wastewater collection sampling. In other words, they're bobbing for turds, and they're trying to figure out what's in the punch bowl. And lo and behold, there is, in fact, a turd in the punch bowl. So watch out for this stuff. Do not comply with this junk if you don't have to. I have to add that moniker. Because we all know what they're going to do. They're going to manipulate the data, and this kind of crap is occurring in JFK in New York, San Francisco International Boston Logan and also Washington Dulles. We know what they do with this kind of data. They manipulate it. They try to gin up the amount of positive results and they try to institute more restrictions upon us by saying, oh, look at the results. We have to stop it. There's an uptick of 10% more cases. Well, it could be that you went from 10 people having it to 11. That's 10%. So don't buy the percentages. Don't buy the proportions. You have to buy the actual figures in this case. I usually say you have to go with proportions. But when it comes to the COVID crap, no, 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 no. We don't play that game. We have to focus on the actual numbers. Stooge, President Biden, what's going on with this guy? We know he's as senile as the day is long. And we also know that he has a true problem after meeting with China's Xi, also known as Dictator Xi, which Biden said, yeah, sure, no problem, he is. So the <laughs> it's really bad. So Biden essentially said, yeah, he's a dictator, but, you know, they live a different way, and they have a different style of running the country. They're a communist country, and their government is totally different than ours. I mean... What's wrong with saying that? I mean, <laughs> and then you saw uh, Anthony Blinken totally go off the rails and hold his head in hands, oh, wringing his hands when Biden said this. They rushed the media out of the room. They couldn't bear to have this idiot speak any longer, but it would, the damage was done. It was already too late because... You had a response from the Chinese side, and this was said, said to be President Joseph Biden's description of Chinese leader Xi Jinping as a dictator is extremely wrong, said Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning. And this ain't good. It was irresponsible political maneuvering, quote unquote. This meeting was really about what was supposed to happen next year during the election of 2024. Why do I say this? 
China is tired of the posturing that the United States is doing when it comes to Taiwan and trying to isolate it in Asia, in its own backyard. It would be the equivalent of China going into Mexico or the Caribbean or Canada and taking over the political process, putting its weapons in Canada or Mexico or the Caribbean. And then when the United States reacts to those kinds of maneuvers, China goes, why are you starting crap? Why are you challenging us? We are part of the free world, and we're just helping poor little Mexico, poor little Canada, poor little Turks and Caicos to defend themselves. And we see you as a decrepit old country that doesn't know right from wrong any longer. That's essentially what's going on here. This meeting was about if you don't stop, we're going to do this, and you won't like it. Why do I say that? Because Xi sat at a table with Larry Fink from BlackRock, with Albert Bourla from Pfizer, and a whole bunch of other BlackRock executives. If that doesn't say sedition, I don't know what else does. We know what Larry Fink has done to this country, buying up properties and real estate, the DEI crap, all of that stuff. We know what Albert Borla did to the planet. Look at what those vaccines did to Israelis and Americans. And he's still walking free for some reason. That's something we've got to figure out. So do we think that China's Xi wants somebody like Donald Trump in office? No, not any more than he did last time. So that's what's really going on here. They want to plan this out. And there's another little tidbit that's interesting. Excellent point from Technofog on X, and I'll just read it verbatim. Something to keep in mind. The attacks on Biden from the Democrat establishment coincide with the ascent of Gavin Newsom. Yuck. How could the DNC avoid a messy primary and nominate their preferred candidate? Biden is increasingly frail and confused. This dementia is worsening and his economic plan is faltering. His popularity continues to crumble even amongst Democrats. Consider the possibility that he resigns after receiving the presidential nomination at the convention. Why that specific timing? Because rules adopted by the Democratic National Committee in 2022 leave the DNC as the sole authority to appoint a presidential nominee where that nominee resigns after the August 2024 convention. No voting or primary is needed. This is another example of Democrats stealing the vote. It's not stealing the vote from America as a whole. They're now stealing the vote from their own primary constituents. These are the people that really care about the stupid Democrat leftist woke policies. And they're saying that they don't think Biden can do this. So what we need is we need this old fool to assume room temperature after August. As long as we can keep him alive until then, we're going to be able to get our guy in. And there will be no messy primary. There will be no debates because as, part, as a member of the Democratic National Committee, I can just say Gavin Newsom is in. No problem. We all walk off into the sunset.
and nobody is the wiser. They're stealing the votes. They know they don't have the votes. They'll never have the votes. That's why they cannot rule based upon your votes. It's impossible. They have to constantly rule by manipulating the process. Think about all of the national emergencies we have. Think about all of the funding that a national emergency allows. And then you go on to say, oh, look, there goes the constitutional right, 9-11. Oh, it's an emergency. It's still a national emergency. We've got to remove civil rights. We've got to remove constitutional rights. Sorry, we're defending the country. And in this case, you have what's going on here, taking the power away from Democrat Party primary voters because the leadership in the Democrat Party thinks you're too stupid to make a decision. I personally would tend to agree with that since any Democrats listening to this, you're too stupid to realize what you've done with Biden. Well, if you're listening to this, you probably do realize the stupidity that you've committed back in 2020. So thanks for that. At least you can admit to yourself that you screwed up. But that's what's really going on here. And I, there's even rumors. I, I love this because I think it's so idiotic. That Dwayne Johnson, now this was on, um, uh, what's his face? Joe Rogan. Uh, by the way, suspected Luciferian Joe Rogan because he was piling around with a very, very prominent Satanist. There are a bunch of pictures from him early in his career. Washington Post Deputy Opinion Editor David Vondrell argued in a new column that actor and former wrestler Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be the best nominee for U.S. president in 2024. I mean, what would be better than that? You might as well have VP Arnold Schwarzenegger. For four years, I've been saying to anyone who will listen that America has a sure and happy path out of the doom loop of Biden versus Trump, seemingly for the rest of eternity. Johnson is that pathway. A man bigger than the Super Bowl is exactly what we need to break the cycle of despair. Many people I've tried this on think I'm joking. And movie stars can't be elected, except by perhaps the largest electoral college margin since George Washington. Look at Ronald Reagan. So they're really pushing this guy. And The Rock said on Joe Rogan that he was approached by multiple parties to run. Could it be that even the Republicans want him to run? That would be fantastic. It would be crazy, but sure. This is how desperate they are. And to his credit, The Rock said, this says two things to me. It says that they really see potential, and I, this is crazy, and, I, and I'm that brilliant, or this country is so fucked up that they need to bring in a wrestling actor to try and cover up their tracks. That's what he said on Joe Rogan. I probably would go along with the latter of that. They just want somebody in there that's popular to win the hearts and minds of American voters while they have stooges and ghouls lurking in the background like Anthony Blinken and so on 
like the Biden administration has. They're the ones that are going to create policy. They're the ones that are going to really screw this country over. And The Rock is going to be the figurehead of it. And he also said it's very disturbing about how much research these people have done if he were to run as president. They even researched out the events that would occur over the next four years if Rock, if The Rock was the president. That's crazy. What that says to me is that it says AI. It says AI is lurking in the background. And another little tidbit about Newsom. Newsom is probably going to run. Why? Why did Xi Jinping go to California? Why didn't he go to Washington, D.C.? Why did Gavin Newsom go to China to begin with? Remember that? He made a little tour of China a few weeks ago. And then we also see how China is focusing on meeting with Gavin Newsom, and Gavin Newsom is having debates with Ron DeSantis. He's going around the country campaigning for God knows what. I mean, he's getting his name out there. So the Democrats, they're in disarray. They are scattered and I hope they stay that way. It's going to be it for me. Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. As always, I will be on with Greg Bolden for the weekly wrap-up. So head on over to X. You can find it there. You can also go to your favorite podcasting platforms and find Greg's podcast, America and Bolden. Very high up there on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we also did another podcast uh, the other day. And uh, you should find that as well. Very interesting conversation. Very brilliant, brilliant guest uh, on there as well. So you know what to do. I'm off next week, so do not fret. I will post former podcasts, years old possibly, coming out of the crypt to see what I used to sound like. And it'll be fun or it'll be just more derangement. Have a good Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll be back. Maybe I'll do a Spotify exclusive because I can do things on Spotify alone that I can't do elsewhere. But as always, I wish you the best. Have fun with your family. Do not think about work at all ever for any reason. And enjoy your Thanksgiving.